0: Welcome to the best idea of all time, the podcast where we watch the movie Carol every week and talk about the movie Carol every week. It's week 31. 31. And I'm Laser.
1: I'm Alice. And
0: our guest today is the stand-up comic and actor, the host of the Query podcast, queer icon and king of Carol, Cameron Esposito. Hi,
2: Cameron. I am the king of Carol. I do think that's right.
0: Yeah. 100%. <laughs> I can't believe you,
2: I'm 31 weeks in. What, what have you all been doing? We've I been... sh- I mean there could have it would have made sense to me if there was one warm up week and I was on week 2 oh, but I, seriously I
0: we, we can only apologize Cam. Seriously <laughs> <laughs> We finally got our tech together okay we've yeah. got it <laughs>
2: Just
0: don't want to waste your time you're a monarch yeah. of the specific movie um, and now we know the whole movie beginning to end by heart so we can really yes. oh, ask so you funny. in detail yeah.
2: Well, so I, you asked if I would consider doing a rewatch and I just want you to know I did not do that. And I kind of said, I almost didn't do it on purpose because, um, mm-hmm. so I've seen the movie multiple yeah. times. But another thing that I have done is I've read the book, The Price of Salt, mm-hmm. and then I've also listened to the audio book many Ooh. times. So I feel like I was kind of curious to see what... How I could show up to this with just my actual (laughs) lifestyle intact.
0: Mm -hmm. The Carol lifestyle, (laughs) which is a light euphemism for how we live our lives. Yes. (laughs)
2: Living, laughing, Um,
0: loving. Yeah. (laughs) It's the way that we (laughs) live. It's it's mostly crying, sleeping, road trip. Yes. Yes. Uh, Amazing. Uh, Well, so I have to give a special shout out to podcast fan Brandy, who actually just saw in Seattle. Um, who tagged us in your in a comment on your reel about the Delta? Uh, I was sorry. I, I was just googling this, and it's on Twitter. It is called the Delta Carol kissing controversy, which is one of my favorite uh-huh. things that's ever happened. Um, so yeah. I feel like we should start with that story from your point of view of the I think horrible crime that was the Delta Carol kissing controversy. Yes. Do you, you have witnessed a year? and repaired? On that. Maybe 2016.
2: Okay. Okay. So in 2016, thank you. August 5th. <laughs> August 5th, 2016. So I was flying somewhere for work to do stand up comedy somewhere. And um Delta was showing Carol, but it was new. And I was look, I was flying in first class. Whoa, I say that okay. to say that there yeah. was only one other person sitting next to me. Because there was a it was a two you know, so this made it even more stark, right? I wasn't I wasn't yeah. in a mm-hmm. three person section. Now, when I saw Carol right. for the first time, I saw Carol in San Francisco, um, in a movie theater that's like in J- Japantown. And I just went back to this. Oh movie yeah, yeah. They they do um they do some showings for Frameline, the LGBTQ Film Festival there. Mm-hmm. And so I yep. saw Carol as a part of Frameline, I think.
1: Oh, man, I think that's true. Yeah.
2: and so it's not, so it's like an a m c like because it's a queer mm-hmm. film festival, it's not like at like an art i mean maybe it's like a little artsy because of um it's in like a culturally significant area, but
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's just a regular movie theater that is pretty big, not like an art house spot anyway. So I went in there to see carol and i realized watching carol it's the first time i i ever realized that people were having sexy experiences in the movie theater oh because i i i um i have been i don't mean like making out what i mean is like i would like growing up i used to go to the movies movie theater to make out with my boyfriends sure Mm -hmm. but what i mean is i never thought movies were sexy
0: Okay. I, like, mm. whenever
2: somebody was watching, like, Brad Pitt, like, you know, lower himself slowly down to, down, onto what, whatever person he's with, <laughs> I never realized that anybody was having an experience okay. outside of, like, look, noticing the lighting. Mm-hmm. Or, like, yes. the score.
0: Aesthetic mm-hmm. appreciation of Brad Pitt as a yeah. an object. Exactly.
2: Yeah. So, I was in this public space, and I was watching Carol, and I started to feel aroused and i thought oh no i'm in public this is so inappropriate and then i realized (laughs) oh no wait a minute i don't think this is inappropriate i think that i just have only ever watched things that made me feel aroused at my house because so many like queer films are released in such a small with such small Mm -hmm. release the easiest place to see is your house so i've only ever watched sexy things at my home this is all a long way of saying
0: yeah so i got on
2: this delta flight uh-huh. And there was one other person next to me. So I thought, can I watch this erotic masterpiece in front of one other person? And I thought, <laughs> maybe, like, maybe I can do it. I don't know. I was trying to talk myself into it. So as I'm trying to talk myself into it, <laughs> the guy next to me puts on what he's going to watch. And it's like, without any hesitation, it was um, the television show Billions. Okay. And oh yeah. whatever episode he was watching, I've never seen an episode of this show. Whatever episode he was watching, Paul Giamatti is ball gagged. Oh. So it's like, I am, I am debating whether or not I can have like an erotic experience of watching right. Carol mm-hmm. and yes. next to me, this guy is watching Billion. so I was like, fuck it. So I started watching Carol, mm-hmm. but I realized that all of the kisses have been edited out of this mm-hmm. movie so that it just looks like it's a film about two best friends yeah, who go on a road trip and one of their husbands gets really <laughs> mad at them. We don't know why, why is he
0: so upset? The, and, the, tweet, the tweet i have from you is with no yes. kiss with no kisses carol is a strange movie where women get in trouble for slowly looking at each other
2: <laughs> wow that's funny good job me yeah. anyway yeah. there yeah. was somebody who followed me at the time uh and so i'm sure still does but whose name is trish bendix i want to actually credit her oh yeah she's somebody i've known
0: mm-hmm.
2: um since we were both in our early 20s living in chicago and then trish went and continued to she like Writes for the Times sometimes now, but at the time, she was editing um, a website that is not. It's a no go. It's a website that meant right. a, a lot to me as a young person, but has yeah. since become turf central, or at least it was yeah, the last we, time I checked in.
1: We 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 can say it. It, it, it was after Ellen, which was a, <laughs> which was formerly a big site for for queer women, and now is just turfy. full get out.
2: So sad. Yeah, totally. The only reason I wouldn't say that is just because I didn't want to drive traffic. But, like, I yeah. there was a moment where that was when I was coming out, that was like one of the only resources available. Mm-hmm. And it would they would they had post these L word recaps that I didn't have showtime, I couldn't watch the L word. So I would just read, like, and look at stills and be like, <laughs> I have a community. <laughs> oh <laughs> like that was my like, God, you know, yeah. anyway. Yeah. So Trish saw this tweet and covered it for After Ellen, which is now owned by some piece of shit company, but at the time was owned by MTV. And also because- Trish is
1: super cool. Trish is super trans-friendly and trans-inclusive. Don't wanna wanna sully her name as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trish is bueno, exactly. We're not, thank you, we're not, thank you, thank you. Yes, Trish is bueno, she has nothing to do with that. Great, Trish is great, she has nothing to do with that. It's just where she worked at the time. And when she Mm -hmm. worked there, it was not like that. So anyway, okay. um, she posts this coverage of this tweet, but then because it was owned by MTV, then MTV also posted it. Because mm-hmm. MTV posted it, it kind of went wide.
0: Oh, Controversy also... erupts after removal of same-sex kissing
1: scene. This is also 2016. Nothing else was happening that day, and so just, <laughs> yeah. this just I mean, caught, it's caught it's so on, good. I think. Totally. It's so good. <laughs> so it really, really caught on,
2: yeah. and it caught fire. Also, I had only bought, like, Thirty minutes of internet or whatever. I like had bought like I did not buy unlimited internet. I just sent this one tweet and then I like logged off. So by the time I land, I like land and it's my my phone is like broken because it's it truly is like the Huffington Post, like like major news outlets have covered this. Business Insider, uh, Business Insider, yes, exactly. So much so that the Weinstein company, by the time I landed, has to, had to issue a statement
1: <laughs> about how oh. they often oh. sell
2: like packages of edited films to airlines. And it wasn't just Carol that had whatever mm-hmm. doesn't fucking matter. yeah, I think it was restored. But I think the point of all of this is to say that I am, I guess, the person who took down Harvey Weinstein. <laughs>
0: I'm so, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you did it. Listen, somebody had to do it. Uh, it's so I, weird. Cause that movie, like it, to be fair, it's a long time before they kiss. And so if yeah. it just never happens, it's a buildup to just to them fighting Tommy Tucker for no reason.
1: Did them, did them <laughs> being caught in a hotel room together, I guess.
0: Yes, exactly. Yes. Yes. <gasps>
1: I was recently on an American Airlines flight, and I'm proud to say Carol completely uncut, unedited. It, it did have the content warning saying, "Like, hey, w- look around before you start watching this," which, which I think is fair. Um, but it, it, it's always my purview to try to find a lesbian movie on a plane, and so um, Carol is still, still out there, and and still, still, still kissing.
2: When I get that warning, I mean, this is what's wrong with me. I then check other movies to see
0: <laughs> if. Oh, sure. Yes.
2: And the answer is sometimes it's about sex and sometimes it's about queerness. I have I have found both mm-hmm. to be true. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: I, don't, I, I feel like if you are watching it over someone's shoulder, the only thing that there is is some nipples. And that could be, they could be straight nipples. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, know. I think the thing is, is that like,
2: what, sex scenes, wait, what did I watch on a plane one time? I swear to God, I think I watched Fifty Shades of Grey on a plane one time. Sure. <laughs>
1: yeah, I believe that. I believe it.
2: <laughs> and it's and that experience is like I just think it's the the experience of watching anything on a plane is having to delude yourself into thinking you're having a private experience and also half <laughs> believing it because you are like on a plane, your oxygen is low, you're very focused. Mm-hmm. So there is a part yep. of me that was thinking like nobody can see what I'm watching, but then the other equally large part of me is like you should you should really not be watching this. This is really a ridiculous thing to watch.
0: My, my new thing on airplanes is just to watch Magic Mike XXL, just the dancing scenes, and just fast forward to that and then do that three <laughs> or four times. I don't know why. I, well, they're just my goals as men, so I just love them. One time I was on a
2: plane and a person was sitting next to me and they were watching a movie that I was in, and I, I, oh my God. I pointed to the screen and I said, look at that, and then I pointed to me and she goes, <laughs> she goes, um, Wait, how did you get in this? Like, I, like, I, like it was, like it wasn't that. Then she realized that I was like an actor or something. It was. I think it was more that she thought her seatmate was somehow in the movie. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't. Oh yeah. Like it went that yeah. direction. Like you narnied into her screen. Well, We're both airplane passengers, but how? <laughs> why are why are you in this?
1: Yeah, it's like. <laughs> Um, Nickelodeon Studios, they green-screened you in the front of the plane, and now you're in the movie that everyone watches.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're like the secret, like the Star Wars rebel on Star Tours. Like, they, one person on the airplane gets to be in the person. That's so amazing. It was fun. That sounds fun. I love that. I actually, I I want it. So we talk a lot on this show about Carol and other lesbian films specifically, um, and people have different takes on, like, this relationship as a model, because every, every time any film is made in such a small genre, it takes on so much importance, you know, about like what it means for culture and stuff. And I'm super curious, like how your relationship with Carol, and I guess films like this in general has changed over time as you've gone from a person who's, I guess, looked at stills from the L word on websites <laughs> to a person who is like often like you've been the lesbian in movies before like the lesbian yes. or also a lesbian in awesome different tv shows and stuff like that what, what does that feel like that's such a good question um you know and another thing that's true is that i
2: well here's what it's fucking like you yeah thanks one time i was at I was in Provincetown, Massachusetts, and um with some friends. And then those friends were going out to dinner and my now wife, but we were just, it was like one of our very early in our dating time. And um we show up and it's like this table of like kind of like power queers, like like mm. the person who runs GLAD and like mm-hmm.
0: It just, it was a lot of, there were a lot of power quirks. That sounds like what Provincetown is always like, but that's probably not true. People, it was like a table of like,
2: like everybody who worked on Transparent and everybody who worked Mm -hmm. on the L Word. Anyway, this is all just to say that I was sitting there and I was, and I found out that Bette and Tina's pool, I found out from Angela Robinson that Bette and Tina's pool is on a soundstage in the L Word. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And I got to say, like, I wish I didn't know that. You know what I mean? Like, it's like the fucking magic of all of this shit. Like, it's, I feel so incredibly grateful that I get to do this for a living. And it's beyond Mm -hmm. my wildest dreams. Because I thought I would just work in live performance and live in Chicago. Mm -hmm. I didn't think that any of this was possible. I thought I was, like, too gay looking for TV and and too gender nonconforming and everything. But anyway, it is also like a hell of my own creation <laughs> yes it's both a heaven and a hell you know like i yeah. my favorite one of my favorite game movies of all time um is saving face um oh yes and of course. i'm just you know obsessed with it and the problem is that now i know alice woo and like oh what a fucking pain in the dick because <laughs> i like you know it's sometimes things that are viewed with a from a distance are um more magical
0: Yeah,
1: that's true.
2: But also, I can't believe I get to know her. So it's it's, we don't know what to say. It's amazing (laughs) to be at that dinner, but you don't want to know the pool isn't a pool.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's so great. I love that perspective of like coming from the magic of it. Like my those are my favorite conversations. Like this is so cool. Like one of my favorite things to just like freak out conversations I've ever had about movies was. After the 2016 Ghostbusters, realizing that there was a group of women eating pizza and it was never commented on, that there was like a fat person eating pizza and it was a woman and it was never a big deal. Like stuff like that, where you just be like, a thing just happened in media that I've never experienced before. Right. And that's the cool stuff. But then there's also people who are just like, well, how come every lesbian has to be this when there's also lesbians who be this? like, like, and then you meet people and you're like well just making something's a goddamn miracle so maybe we could yeah that's right a little bit totally yeah i mean i think yeah. some stuff i like i'm super into action
2: and sci-fi movies and understanding how they like did everything like how'd they make it what was a practical mm-hmm. effect what was were, were, were yeah. the vfx like how did it when did that when did the transition happen which movies show it the best but i don't feel that way at all about lesbian media like i don't yeah. want to it's like i just keep the wizard mm-hmm behind the curtain i don't (laughs) these are my real friends yeah Yeah. they they are in a real place i don't want to know you know
0: um uh that's very fair i i saw a conversation you were having and i don't remember if it was a story or a reel but it was on your instagram where you were talking about a little a thing you just mentioned about being gay looking for tv like and that and that just started making me think about carol as well which is it's a femme for femme story like so many of these films are just like look at these two beautiful soft women with long hair kissing each other Mm -hmm. isn't this something we can all enjoy can you talk a little bit about like your story that you were telling and you were talking about a show that you were on and how and and that as well
2: yeah absolutely um i know what you're talking about because it it was vulnerable to talk about this and so i I think I've only, I think there's only one place you may have found it, which is, um, <laughs> okay, great. In, in my reels. And, um, yeah, I'm on a, I'm on an ABC drama right now. That's called a million little things and I play opposite. Um, I'm a, I am a love interest for one of the more established characters, um, who is played by grace park and grace park is somebody that, you know, I used to watch her in Battlestar galactica oh, yeah. and Absolutely. she's so, Icon. She's, so <laughs> she's so amazing that show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, and then also Grace was like one of the stars of Hawaii five oh. And so she's right. sort of got first of all, I mean, she's certainly got she's certainly got like the niche appeal of being a BSG star, but then she also was a star of like a pretty broad, you mm-hmm. know, police procedural. Um and I think that kind of person in Hollywood is usually somebody that we've like it kind of conveys a stamp of approval from culture Mm. at large about Mm -hmm. like, you know, this person's body or face or whatever. And, um, when I found out that I got this job, it, you know, it was a really big deal to me because the storyline is that Grace's character is actually pursuing my character. And so here's this person that's been like, codified as i mean and grace is a real person too but i just mean yeah kind of stepping back from it for a second yeah of course there's this person that's been like codified as a desirable person and on Mm -hmm. the show who had a husband that was a desirable person you know and then Mm -hmm. this is going to be her new love interest and it's and it's me and my hair goes straight up in the air and like i'm wearing men's clothes (laughs) and (laughs) you know because i got to consult on everything and um cool and it's it was really a big deal to me because i think that very rarely are masculine of center people allowed to just be um somebody somebody might desire first of all right. that one right as opposed to and then also you know i've done i've worked in comedy for 20 years and i didn't realize how much it was going to affect me to be in a drama and like my dialogue is just i'm just saying words that are meant to be taken seriously and i don't think i realized how much it has affected me to be laughed at because Mm -hmm. there's a power in like saying something and meaning it, you know, and there's also a power in humor, but I've really explored that power. And I (laughs) hadn't really explored, like take me seriously. Um, like the first, my first day on set, we shot like a classic slammy against the wall makeout scene. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) You know, I've I've only gotten to I've gotten to kiss folks on camera. Yeah. Um, a bunch, but it has hasn't had the swelling score and yeah. the like hilarious cuts and, you know, everything that that
0: I'm used to. Yeah.
2: And it's mm-hmm. I think it is a really big deal that the person looks like me. Um
0: I think that's a huge deal. I mean, like as a person who is like I'm going through my own journey pretty pretty aggressively right now and like just hearing you talk about that and just like knowing that anytime I felt like living my truth in my past I've just felt like a creep like and that's because that's I feel like that's all you see is like if you're kind of a stronger short-haired kind of butcher a well girl to for a lack of a better word at this moment like looking at girls you're just a creep and a weird like you're just like Mm -hmm. you you're not desirable. You're like you have yeah. to be the aggressor. You have to be like this weird situation. Like, and I think that's yeah. so freaking cool that that's not yeah
1: the situation. Yeah,
2: afab, where... afab, yeah.
0: masculine people
2: are like predatory or a joke.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely.
0: It's so flipping cool.
1: I I just remember when you first appeared on Brooklyn Nine Nine, seeing seeing the promotional stills, and I saw you. You were wearing that tan leather jacket that i remember you had and it was just wear all the time at like comedy shows and stuff and i was just, just thinking how cool it was that you are really getting to represent the character as yourself and not be dressed up as someone else for the show
2: yeah this is also gosh i mean good job like nice, nice eye for detail i this is it's interesting yeah I, like again you know that's something where like when i went to the table read for that and Everybody on that show is so nice. Same thing with A Million Little Things, mm-hmm. you know, and I remember I like went up to Andy Samberg and was like, thank you so much. This is like such a big deal to cast me for this. Like, I know it really matters to the community. He was just like, I just like you. I think you're nice. Like, I don't even know that, that <laughs> it, I don't know, you know, and then going for, um, I brought my own wardrobe for that show, which is not yeah what I actually do anymore. I, I am trying to experiment with, being really specific and seeing if I can get some better results. Cause when I first moved to LA 10 years ago, if I would say mm-hmm. like I wear men's clothes, I still might show up to a wardrobe fitting and the person that might just be like, it's like a woman's button down. And you literally yeah. can tell because the buttons are on the other side, you know? Yeah. Yes. And so I know that. Um, and so I know that the person was doing their best, but just maybe didn't have- like so much has changed in the last decade in terms of understanding this, because because I'm like I, I say I'm wear men's clothes and they're like yeah, but this is going to be for TV, so like we're going to put you in mm-hmm. this, you know. And so I think a lot of times I would end up, um, and I had to learn how to use better language, how to describe like the makeup I wanted, you know. And I had to really work mm-hmm. on the confidence to say that because people are going to ask and they they will listen. But if if it's just like I don't know, what do you think? Then I'm not going to get what I want because what they think is like generally very pink <laughs> in terms of makeup. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I got a million little things. I don't wear my own clothes. I just shot um, something for With Love on Amazon Prime. I don't wear my own clothes. And been in some movies recently where I don't wear my own clothes. And that's, that's, that's big for me because it kind of means like I'm getting better at asking. And it's also a reflection of other people getting better at understanding.
1: Yeah,
0: and cool. I like that for you because I hope you get to wear cool new clothes. Like that sounds fun. <gasps> yeah, I agree, a hundred percent. Like NBC can afford getting you a cooler leather jacket. Like whatever. Yeah.
2: Well, number one, that's not necessarily true. I've got the best leather jacket.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Uh um, okay. I feel like we haven't talked about Carol that much. No, we like, haven't. What What do you watch Carol for these days? Like what, how, what, because I know, I know you Christmas. like it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I watched I- Carol for Christmas. <laughs>
0: That's what I, was like to, yeah. I didn't mean yes. to jump in. It's such a good <laughs> holiday movie. It is. Yes. It is. And speaking of like queer power players, I remember when I first moved to LA and was still pretty closeted, seeing like pictures of the Christmas Carol party and being like, Oh shit! Like this is uh-huh. what Hollywood is. Like it's the coolest yes. place to be gay. <laughs> um, but anyway, can you talk about your your Christmas carol? I guess vibes? tradition. Yeah. yeah, it's not a tradition
2: only because of COVID. But yes, I had mm-hmm. friends. I had a Christmas carol party where I screened, um, where I screened Carol. And the only reason, and I do think actually they're that Carol and Tangerine are a really good Christmas double oh, feature. Oh, if you, Absolutely, haven't seen, if you haven't seen Tangerine, this is something you can do right after this podcast to make your life better.
1: <laughs> okay. um, yeah, ladies, we'll, we'll, we'll fix that.
2: Yeah, it's excellent. Um, and they're both like, they take place at Christmas and they're super queer and um, also have nothing else to do with each other. So right. it's, yes. it's a great double feature. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I had like a bunch of, you know, queer folks over to watch Carol and it was, yeah, it was really, I mean, it was really cool people who showed up and folks who had like, um, some folks who had never seen it before. Uh, Rebecca Sugar came in, hadn't seen it before. I got to show Rebecca Sugar Carol, which was really Heck
0: fun.
2: Um, yeah. But, you know, I, also I, so I watched Carol that way. I think it, I also watch Carol on a plane. That's the time I watch Carol. <laughs> and I think the most recent way that i've been encountering carol is that the audiobook is very soothing and so i i listen to audiobooks when i travel and i have listened to carol for comfort and family feelings
0: me and
2: carol family feelings uh
0: yeah. um, who do you how are you related to the people in carol I want to know if you were like extended oh God, family of anyone in the such book. Such a
2: good. Well, I've
0: definitely dated Abby. Yeah. You know what I well, mean? That, like, you're lucky. Good for you.
1: Yeah. That's what we're <gasps> all aspiring we... for, honestly. <laughs> but then we found out we
2: were the same thing, I think, maybe. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. I could definitely and so that. It didn't really work. Um... I don't know. I mean, that's, I think that's the, I think that's the connection. I think I'm removed on the Abby side where like I've met Carol.
0: Yeah. We have a theory. So we've watched this movie too many times in a short period of time. So we have a lot of theories and one of them, Alice, do you want to talk about your Abby theory?
1: Yeah. So uh, my theory is that Abby runs a spy network or some kind of like social, social spy network where she, she, she knows everything. In the at the end of the movie, she like Abby knows that Torres has a job at the New York Times. Abby knows that Torres has been doing well, even though neither of them have supposedly talked to her. Yeah. I just like I love this idea that Abby is like holding soirees with like secretaries from all the all the law firms and the, the advertising agencies and yeah. all the big corporations and and just she has this like lesbian network of spies everywhere.
2: Yeah, yeah, she's a hub. She's a hub. A hub uh-huh. queer. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. She's, a, she's a connector for sure. Yeah. Well, number one, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. Our other theory is that Genevieve is a time traveler because in the movie, yes. her appearance makes almost no sense, but we love her very much. The
1: and also, we just, I, I mean, I, I think I speak for both of those. We just don't feel like Carrie Brown's scene fits into the setting and it, it's kind of jarring when she shows up, especially because she's only there for like a minute and just she's just the there and gone. in the modern context,
0: it's
2: very funny to hear. hmm Oh, I'm going to say something that might, like, you know, I feel like, I feel like for a minute people just, and there's certainly nothing wrong with Carrie, but I feel like for a minute people were just so invested in yeah. Carrie being cool that oh yeah she just was like walking through the background of many movies. I think she's, <laughs> I don't know if sure. she's been appropriately used is what I'm saying. Since, like, since yeah. she sort of
0: popped. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think it's her fault.
1: No, totally.
2: You know, and, yeah. like, since she went from Sutter kinney to Portlandia, I think everybody yeah. was like, yeah. we're going to figure out how to use her, and nobody's done
0: it. But but she's right. certainly been present in various projects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, that, that particular appearance makes me want you to be one of the New York lesbians in the, like, record store scene. Like, the butch one of oh, the God, two yes, lesbians please. who just, like, looks at... at uh, Therese, and then it's really distracting for everyone because they're like, "Isn't that Cameron Esposito?" And then it just moves on. (laughs) Exactly, exactly, (laughs) exactly, exactly. (laughs) Yeah,
2: exactly. Um,
0: All right, great. Fine.
2: Sure. I mean, I'll do it. I guess.
0: Yeah. Great. Let's do a recut. Can I ask you
2: how you feel about Rooney Mara, just in general?
1: Okay. I've enjoyed her performance in this movie and some other movies um i feel like this has been very divisive a lot of our guests have talked about either really strongly liking her or strongly disliking her i think she's really effective in this role specifically because i've said this before in the podcast like you can see her understanding like gears turning in her head as she looks at carol during like the scene where they're having lunch together or when they're on the road trip like i i feel like she's acting her way through falling in love with Kate blanchett in real time in a way that I, I, I don't know that you would necessarily see from another from another actor in that role.
2: That's beautifully said. Yeah, I think they have undeniable chemistry. I was just talking to somebody at lunch today. Somebody asked me how I feel about queerness and casting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and you know, the thing is, is I think for me, I find that it is extremely additive. I find that people mm-hmm. who have had experiences who have personal experience with queerness, and you know what? I don't know what Rooney or Kate's situation is around this, but um, people mm-hmm. who have had personal experience with queerness, I think, bring a different thing, and and so often in um, specifically depictions of lesbians, that is yeah. not factored in, nor is mm-hmm. chemistry for some reason. <laughs> it's like individual beauty of two people is what's factored in. Like mm-hmm. they don't even yeah. they don't even talk yeah. before they're on screen, and it's um yeah. it's insanity to me because then mm-hmm. you know first of all it's so offensive to think that we couldn't even play ourselves like how unattractive right. must we be if we can't <laughs> even play ourselves but also beyond that it's just like unsexy and I want things to be sexy absolutely um, but I do think that Rooney is great in this and I also do you both know this maybe you've talked about this on the show. One of, do you know why she's named, like, do you know why she's named Rooney Mara? There's one side of her family is Rooney and one side of her family is Mara. Mm
1: -hmm. And
2: the two, and they're the two founding families of which NFL teams? Do you know Alice? They're literally the, like, reason that the NFL exists. What?
1: The Rooney's and the Mara's. She's like, I think it's, I think it's the, it's one of the New York teams, I want to say. Yes,
2: yes. She's like Anderson Cooper.
1: Like the Jets or something, yeah.
2: She's like Anderson Cooper (laughs) in that she's like a, Deep, yes, powerful legacy, but that's like uh, three yeah. steps mm-hmm. removed from what she does. So you might not know. But then you're yeah. like, you're like, he's a Vanderbilt, anyway. Similarly, you're like yeah. Rooney Mara, like <laughs> waif of all waifs, like just yeah. swooning for Cape Blanchett is like deeply rolling in NFL money, deeply,
0: deeply mm-hmm. rolling in like Super Bowl paraphernalia. <laughs> Interesting. That's a yeah. fa- that's a fascinating listen, I'm gonna be thinking about that next watch. just it's important here. to know it's yeah. I think that actually it does like affect the
2: whole thing. like as you're thinking about Alice saying yeah. like she's like so committed to the role, yeah. just think about how she definitely doesn't have to be here acting. She doesn't have to do anything.
1: <laughs> right yeah, no absolutely. <laughs>
2: just
0: relax. just chill out, Rudy Barra. You're,
2: you're set. you're yeah. set. I'm so glad you have goals. You don't have to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I mean, I always, you know, there's always the initial sadness when like cuz I don't know any actors or who they are. Um, but Alice will show me a lesbian film and I'll be like, "Oh, this is cool." And then you look them up and they're like, "Oh, you're dating the Joker or whatever." That they're always yeah. dating the jo- and it's like, "Okay, that's <laughs> fine. I I wish you weren't. I wish you were dating Kate Blanchett in real life. That would make she, this she has better the for the me.
1: Yeah. baby. She had the baby for the Joker. I can't.
0: <laughs> fine. Listen. We've all made well, mistakes. You know? I mean, no I'm sure she's very happy, but
2: here's something that here's something else that we should discuss that I think does relate to off screen, on screen, and specifically with Carol, which is okay. yeah. first of all, here's something else to say. In the audiobook, for some reason, they pronounce his name harg, which is a little hard. <laughs> hard- it's a <laughs> little <stuff>. harg. But,
0: <laughs> but hard Hard-er guess. But harg guess Or
2: harg, <laughs> however you say it because it's Harge in the movie. Great. Um mm-hmm. played by Car- Kyle Chandler I think is actually like you were talking about you were talking about Carrie Brownstein being the biggest like oh yeah mind fuck of the movie but it's for sure coach being a yes. homophobic <laughs> dickhead.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Absolutely.
0: I it's, I haven't and, seen Friday Night Lights um uh, but I do know that what certain people I have showed this movie to because I have to watch it every week get very excited when he shows up. So that's <laughs> Does it? It doesn't feel consistent with his character. No. Doesn't? Okay. He's just kind of a motivating sweetie pie, and he
2: and that was oh, such I a successful know. show, and he was such a like American America's Dad kind of a thing, and so it is. Yeah. I think you know
1: the precursor to know. Ted Lasso, basically.
2: Oh no. It, okay. That's exactly okay. right. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes America's Dad has room to grow. I know. Yes. <laughs> I know my American Dad did. <laughs> big
1: mood. <laughs> <laughs> one other thing we've learned from watching this movie many times is that in the movie his sister's name is marge it's hard and Marge.
2: i didn't i are you serious well can i ask you what's what worse it, so it, wait what's worse so if that's that's <laughs> in the movie that means that in the book yes. and i just don't think i've i don't know if she's named so, I don't think she's named so that they, the means that in the book yes. it's Harg and marge which which is worse Harg. yeah that they that they rhyme or that they don't rhyme but it's that close I don't know.
0: These are both bad. I, I don't know. I yeah, think they're both bad. It's bad all I, around. There, there are identical twin sisters uh, who write books, who write really good books named Amelia and Emily Nagoski. And I think that that's a crime. Like, I think, but I think Harge and Marge is also a crime. So I don't know. Yeah. I, we're, we're doing the best we can as human beings.
2: <laughs> I'm like looking to get my Emily Nagoski, but anyway, book off my shelf.
0: But um, yeah. 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 She's great. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. They're the best, uh, but yeah, no. So in the in the movie, uh, Rindy is out with Marge and Chester when Carol goes to the tomato aspect lunch at
1: Harge's yes. parents'
0: house, and they and she says, "Is Rindy coming back?" And they said Marge and Chester said
1: not to wait or whatever it is. Yeah, Marge said not to wait. So Harge and Marge.
0: Wow, they should have started a band instead of marrying a lesbian. <laughs> this is my opinion.
2: <laughs> Has food ever been less appealing than in this book? Slash. Right?
0: Eight.
1: Yes. Every food. It's so bad. Each each of the foods individually are I, well, okay. the stuff of nightmares. The, the, the warm glass of milk that Therese gets from Carol when, before she goes to sleep is.
2: That's <laughs> oh, you're right. There is a warm glass of milk. It's. <gasps> never has anything been less appealing than everything they eat in this movie. This is why yeah. they're very oh, thin. Very they're very, very thin.
1: Mm-hmm. Because.
2: Given the choice of the food that's available, or absolutely nothing. Clearly, they just pick Mm -hmm. cigarettes.
0: Yeah, cigarettes, and it's the 50s, so they're all in uppers all the time, too, right? That's, like, part of being a housewife.
2: Oh, yeah, that is part of it.
0: But, yeah, no, we tried to... Alice made us some cream spinach and poked eggs, and was... Wasn't something I'd eat every day.
1: It it it's so much cream. It's like it's like you put a whole container of half and half in it according to the recipe. It's insane. Oh my god.
0: Can I here's what
2: here's what I think sounds tough about that meal. Yeah. Number one, the whole thing. But number two, yeah. I yeah. feel like it's gonna need to stay warm because if it cools yeah. off even just a little bit. Uh-huh. Just just terrible so it's it's that's a one of those meals that it's a classic one biter you get one solid bite where it's decent and then the rest is just you don't
0: have time to just just to just stare at each other and softly talk about being flown out of space exactly 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 keep it moving keep it moving because this what do you do on sundays okay you're coming over let's do this uh Um <laughs> when do you think in this film uh Harold Your Lesbians happens? Do you know the Harold Your Lesbians story? Tell me. You have to.
1: There was a famous Tumblr post after the movie came out that said, don't know what I expected to see at like a 130 screening of Harold or one 130 screening of Carol, but about some way through the movie, an uh, old woman turned to an old man she was sitting next to and said, Harold, they're lesbians. <laughs>
0: The person who saw Carol with mostly elderly couples. it's so funny. Um yeah. oh. the the robe. The robe. Oh, in sorry.
2: the mirror. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. The yes. mirror and the yeah. robe. Uh-huh. That because that to me is okay. the undeniable moment.
1: And also yeah. like
2: yes. so so I I have a friend that thinks that told me that she thinks this movie is completely unsexy. My friend Tatiana Mm. told me that this. she thinks this movie is completely unsexy. She was like, it's just slow. It's just boring. But to me, Mm -hmm. that robe thing Mm -hmm. is so affecting. (laughs) And Mm
0: -hmm. it is
2: also so weird. I recently rewatched the original Top Gun. And there's just a moment, mm-hmm. the, like, when they're, the song Take My Breath Away plays for such a large portion of that movie. And it's, like, yeah. <laughs> this really weirdly cut sex scene that has, like, it has, like, multiple parts. Like, you keep thinking that it's going to be the end of the thing because it, like, fades to black. But then it, like, comes back up and it's just, it's like, you know, take my breath away. And then it goes down and then take my breath. Like it just keeps constantly, your breath is being pulled from you. And there's a period of time where Tom Cruise is just standing in shadow, shirtless and no kisses even happening. It's just, it's just his profile. Anyway, I just, I'm realizing live that I'm gay.
1: Because I didn't (laughs) understand...
2: I didn't understand upon rewatch why that was affecting. I was like, why is this in this movie? But here I am making the case for the robe scene in Carol. Uh It's just that I'm gay.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Congratulations, by the way.
2: Other people might like that Tom Cruise thing. (laughs) My wife and I were like, this is so long. Like, (laughs)
1: One thing I will say, having watched this movie so many times now, um, we really focused in on stuff. The next time you watch the movie, there's a small part of that scene before Carol goes to stand and open her robe where, where she's standing in the bathroom, looking in the mirror and you can just see Cate Blanchett, like acting like she's making a decision to make a move and you can see it in her face. Definitely look out for that the next time you watch it.
0: Okay. I mean, I'll watch a clip of that as soon as we're done recording this. If you need an excuse to watch the sex scene from Carol. (laughs) Like.
2: yeah if i must
0: yeah if i must
2: in also because this kind of happens at the same time in the book that there is a character that have you both read the book alice has yes. i've read the first f in the book there is a character that um therese works with oh, that yes. is like more developed i literally can't remember her name mrs it starts with an h um
1: mm-hmm.
2: that's like because in the movie, it's all sort of like a blur of we move on from that pretty quickly, mm-hmm. but in the book, she like there's this extremely sad like working woman it's It's a very yeah. interesting and odd sort of like a commentary on like singledom and like the idea yeah. that women would work because she's like
1: mm-hmm. an
2: older woman who is on her feet all day working and tos yeah. like goes back to her like uh spinster's apartment or whatever and it's like horrifying mm-hmm. and she has like no food and has like no money to feed herself and is like and like has like visible bunions but was like a dressmaker and has like all mm-hmm. these skills that are being un- underutilized it's like it's there's it's like a whole thing and when they're on the road um Therese like sends her a salami from the road and like yep. and mm-hmm. they have like a friendship but it's also like it's just an interesting layer. Cause it's also like, I mean, is this part of why she wants to attach herself to, I don't know. I don't totally understand who this person is supposed to. Is this like Carol's nightmare of who, I mean, is this Teresa's nightmare of who she will become? And right. so therefore, but it, but it's just kind of interesting. Cause she's also going after an older woman anyway, complicated, but that woman is yeah. married. So at least like she's valuable. I don't know. It's like complicated. And Mm -hmm. it is. Therese also has like a different job in the book. She's a, she's a set designer. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. So there's like some other interesting shit that like, I kind of wish wasn't, I wish that older lady friend had made it into the movie.
1: Yeah. So she was in the screenplay and they cut it. And I don't know how much of this actually got filmed or not, but I know that the scene where they're in a, a hotel, they go up to a restaurant. There's a shot of this bell of chicago ham um in the screenplay that was the thing that therese was gonna send to mrs h and they had a conversation about it that all got cut out
2: oh my god have you had phyllis nagy on did you say that have you had her on? we have
1: not we, we we would love to i
2: feel like you will i have so many questions <laughs> about
0: <everything. Yeah. laughs> i have a lot of questions about the development of this film and all the cause Alice yeah. has has the screenplay and has all of the differences and stuff and just seems like freaking <laughs> fascinating the stuff that has changed. Um I think you were talking about this woman and like that and Carol and there's just so much like basically Therese's like mom issues and mom like various mommy stuff that happens in it. And I don't know that it's ever <laughs> like to me there's not like a coherent n- arc with it not that life has a coherent arc but Mm -hmm. is that something that you get from it too cameron because like especially the book i think has that going on
2: right well so the book is also complicated i I mean so is the movie right because it's based on it but it's like
0: Mm
2: -hmm. i think my understanding of patricia highsmith is that she was (laughs) first of all Um, anti-semitic And second of all, like kind of a like I don't even use this word, but kind of like a real bitch. Like I think people mm-hmm. like yes. really hated her. And she like mm-hmm. openly was chill with that. Um Yeah. And I know you had I know you had Grace on.
1: She was kind of a miserable person to be around, it seemed like.
2: Right. Yeah. I know you had Grace mm-hmm. on who and of course I not only have read but uh, purchased that. I don't even think Grace knows that, but they purchased that graphic novel. We'll let her know it you yeah. it. Yeah, um, yeah. So anyway, there's like some misogyny in here. I guess is what I'm trying to say, which does jive mm-hmm. with the with who I think, from my understanding, who I think Patricia Highsmith was. Right. Like I think she was like yeah. Yeah. a person who mm-hmm. loved women, but also was um, misogynist. That that's, right. that that's very, that feels yeah. very like on the nose. So anyway, when I think about like, mm-hmm. what are we trying to do here? It's like, wealth is so tied in and, and like, yes, there's mommy stuff, but I just can't tell, you know, um, I love this book. I cannot tell who she thought was was supposed to be a, a good person or mm-hmm. if, if those are the people I would think were good people.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and for lack of like, for trying to put a narrative on somebody's actual life, but like, it seemed like Patricia Highsmith is writing this lesbian novel and all of that, but also tried to put herself through conversion therapy. I mean, I think that she probably doesn't know who the good guy is necessarily, either, or like, what's right or that's wrong that's right. Like, it's possible that that's an issue. That's 100% <laughs> a hundred percent right. Human. That's mm-hmm. right. I think that's a really, really I good mean, point. I
2: mean, oh god,
1: I was just like, did you know that? So the the book was based on her own experience um, actually working in an apartment store, flirting with a, with a, with a rich, like housewife, debutante lady. And she tracked the woman down to her house in New Jersey. And the, uh, the address they use for Carol's house in the movie is one. They added a three at the front of it. It's the exact same address. And the, the housewife committed suicide like a month later. She like started her car in her garage.
0: Yeah. What? Wait, a month later the than the world is
1: weird. Wait. Uh, to... my understanding was it was a month after it was a month after she met um Patricia Highsmith. I might be getting that wrong. It's been a while since I read that. Oh but, my god. But yeah. Um and so okay. th-
2: th- So this is wild.
1: There was this whole tragedy associated with this as well. Yeah.
2: That makes a lot of sense. I mean, I guess also I don't know. I'm curious about what the two of you think about this because a lot of times I You know, something I really hate is the idea that, like, we should separate the art from the artist if the artist is a terrible person. Because their personality is Mm -hmm. in the art. Like, that is one, like, for instance, I I love it, especially if people would say that about somebody like Woody Allen, where you're like, but wait a minute, have you seen any of his movies? Because his art is about being... A disgusting piece of shit so i yeah yeah, yeah i'm totally. not sure uh-huh. how you think that
0: that should be separated mm-hmm. from who he is it's it's literally in there that's the point of it yeah um very well handled and together together i think which is the movie that mentions like they like reference a woody Allen movie and she's like uh excuse me yeah <laughs> yeah fuck that guy
2: anyway go on. so I, I think but then there's this other thing where it's like Folks that are marginalized to the degree that Patricia Highsmith was marginalized, do we, I'm just curious what both of you think, like, can we hold a slightly different standard for them? I don't know the answer because I do, but like I, like I, for instance, would not put JK Rowling in this category because it's like, no, sweetheart, Mm -hmm. like it's 2022, you have enough money to just shut up forever. Mm-hmm. Like you're not, yeah, I, whatever yeah. happened, whatever has happened to you, like you're no longer in the position of being marginalized, but that never happened to Patricia Highsmith in her life. She never got to a place where she right. was beyond, you know? And so I don't know. I'm just curious what you will think about that.
1: I think, so the, the the distinction for me is that JK Rowling, in addition to just having bad opinions is advocating opinions? for the bad opinions in a way that is actively, Oppressing people like like states are citing her opinions when they're making laws restricting rights for trans people in the u s yes, Patricia Highsmith ha has very bad opinions also, but to, to our knowledge she did not she did not have influence or control over anything in, other than just ha- being having a bad view on like like being racist and sexist. um that doesn't excuse that behavior, but it also, it's also is also significantly less, and I think that helps me justify continuing to like these things um i also do think that like you said for people who are marginalized when like if we don't have a lot of representation you have to you have to try to try to pick and choose when what we get and i think for many people especially especially the movie carol i know the book was was this way for for a generation of women but when the movie came out and then especially when the movie got added to netflix in 2018 that was often the first real serious like thoughtful and, 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 and graceful lesbian romance that many people got to see. And I know that it was really influential for that reason. And the movie is as much a work of Phyllis Naj and Todd Haynes and Kate Blanchett and Rudy oh, Mara. I think as it is of the, as it is of the, the book, I think the book is a little trickier because the, the main character very much is like a hundred percent Patricia Highsmith from, from what we can tell. But even that, like, like, you, there are aspects of that you can see yourself in as long as you are aware of the um the other areas where you you've you know vehemently disagree with her views
2: yeah yeah that's that's well said. I mean, I think actually what you just said is also reflects on like the cruelty of i mean I, we don't have to talk about this anymore, but like the cruelty of JK Rowling for me is that she like created a mm-hmm. uh, religious experience for folks that where mm-hmm. that was like one of our most harm harmful um areas and so like or spiritual or whatever, you know, religious, but like a a belief system. And so it's like so cruel to then to to like insert yourself into that zone.
0: Oh yeah. I think it's so complicated because frequently like we hold because the the fans of creators who are marginalized are often people who are trained to be particularly like aware of things that are wrong or things that are not perfect. And Mm -hmm. therefore, creators who are marginalized and who are trying are held to a higher standard when perhaps that should not be the case um, Mm -hmm. because they're not in the position of privilege that other people are. It's just it's a thing I think about a lot. And I'm sure you do, too, as well. And this is
2: why you should never get mad at me for anything I've ever done.
0: And I I think on that note, I think we should wrap up and nobody ever get mad at Cameron. Let's clip that part out and
2: send it to my wife. Just the part about where I'm a,
0: an <laughs> angel. Nope. <laughs> Cameron Esposito, unproblematic angel. Before we wrap up,
2: I just want to say one thing. Can I say one thing about yeah. this movie, please? Yeah. It has my second favorite, um, like end moment, like end scene involving only a facial expression. My first, oh. mm-hmm. mo end moment, or or it's not the it's not like the actual end, but. My first favorite facial expression is uh, at the end of the movie Cabaret, when Liza Minnelli Mm. is about to go out and do the song Cabaret. There's a moment where she's shot from the side and she like is getting into the zone. Everything terrible has happened to her in the world. And then she's like putting her shoulders back and she's gonna go out and perform and her face totally changes and it's incredible. Mm And this is the YouTube video that we should all be watching right after this podcast. (laughs) Great, excellent. But that moment, and the, and the look on Carol's face when Therese walks in are the two, for me, it's like, I think that both of those moments have done as much for facial expression marketing as
0: anything else. <laughs> Uh, incredible I one of my favorite things about watching that scene 30 weeks in a row is that I've started counting the number of people that walk in oh, between no. Rooney Mara and Carol Uh like in this like basically slow-mo like 30 seconds there are 13 people who walk in between them and get seated at this restaurant like it's so busy. <laughs> it's so hard to be them uh everybody's getting seated at the exact same moment so this that's so is funny really <gasps> That's so funny.
2: Well, you know, yeah. there's like a second AD that's sending all of those, yeah. like that yeah. was such a complicated shot. Like that day, all of those extras were like, fuck, like how many times do we have to do this cross? It's so complicated. How many of us? No, 13. Mm-hmm. They're making 13 yeah. of us walk. There's like other people that are like, at least you got on camera, man. You know, like, it's like, yeah. that is the roads <laughs> <laughs> That's really nasty. Like there's like the directors just, just being like, no more. We need more. Like the, the second 80s, like more than this. Okay. Like he wants more, like send them out. No more, more people. He wants busyness. Cross, mm-hmm. cross them. Keep them going. Anyway.
0: I want to watch it in real time and just see people running around. It's just- <laughs> yeah. It's-, <laughs> it's really good. Uh, well, Cameron, thank you for coming on and being our Abby. Thank you so much. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on, on the show and chatting with us about Carol. Was
2: anything achieved? Did we do
0: it? Yeah, we did it. We saw. We,
1: we did it. We did it.
0: Everything? I think. Um,
1: <laughs> look, look, when, when we started this podcast, we, we did talk about when we were going to try to get you on and it's truly an honor to, to have you. Absolutely. Like, like, I don't, I I don't, I can't disconnect my appreciation of this movie from your, you know, you, you talking about it, you you, you causing airline stock to drop everything. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I re- I really appreciate being here, and um, I really love what you said about like this being the such a big big movie for for so many people. I mean, gosh, we have to have those little moments to celebrate. It's beautiful. it
0: is. Mm-hmm. It is. We can all fall in love with Kate Blanchett a little bit every day
2: no i find her just undesirable just kidding. really oh no, what if i what
0: if that was true <laughs> i don't like her hair it's
1: too perfect yeah
0: i just when i, I look at her, 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 her i go yuck yucky <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: all right. you're trying too hard
1: lady too much <laughs> all
0: right cheers we did it oh gosh thanks you too okay uh query podcast uh the Instagram reels are amazing. Cameron, you're the best. Anything else people should know about? You're doing stand-up. Are you touring right now or are you not? No, I am doing stand-up.
2: I'm touring a bunch. But yeah, I think honestly, Instagram is like the easiest way to find out everything.
0: That's I'm really mm-hmm. using
2: Instagram right now for some reason.
0: And it's great. Yeah. You're great at yeah. it. Great at the form. A master of the form, many would say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well, thanks so much, everybody. And uh, yeah. Uh, that uh, harg, harg I guess Harg out
1: Harg as we always say to end the show Harg,
0: harg.
1: <laughs> Living for you
0: It's
2: easy living It's easy to live
0: When you're in
2: love When I'm so in love There's nothing in life but you
1: the Best Idea of All Time is hosted by Laser and Alice. The show is produced by me, Alice, and you can find out more about us at our website, bestidea.gay or by merchandise from the show at alice.deals slash bestidea. Our theme song is the jazz standard Easy Livin' as performed by Flowerlinks. Find more information about them in our show notes. You can leave a five-star review for us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get podcasts. Please tell your friends about this show, especially if you are friends with is Naj who we have to get on the podcast now right right